containers in the building. What's good, sitters? This is Bradford Douglas along with Joey Edge. Let's get it. And Chris Martinez. Hey, we got you in the house tonight, man. Yes, we do. And with a special guest, Ryan Bell. There you go, Ryan so. Bell. <laughs> what you got, man? Um, another day in the neighborhood, man. Another day in the neighborhood. It's truly a good show again tonight. Yeah. Joy, the, the refreshment department came through clutch tonight. It's, right? it's a big time refreshment department uh, win tonight. Truly we, we is a good that. one. Yeah, we needed that. Uh, before we do anything else, of course, we got to give our uh, our primary sponsor, JW Weaponry, the shout out. Um, if you need any ammo, guns, anything like that, give them a call three eight six two four three eight five eight seven. Christmas coming up. Christmas coming up. They have gift certificates, gift cards, whatever you want to call them. Um, they have a great layaway program. Yep. Give them a shout. They'll uh, they'll hook you up. Tell them the front porch sent you. Get your five percent off. Good yeah. People. JWWeaponry.com. Get at them. For sure, for sure. Hey, we wanted to just uh, extend a, a special thank you to all of our our listeners, um, new and uh, and loyal. Right, we have our loyal listeners, but we gained quite a few new ones. A little bit of buzz on Twitter. So all the retweets and likes that you guys do, we genuinely appreciate it. It really does help drive traffic uh, to the website and to the podcast. So um, a sincere thank you uh, from the front porch. No, we don't have a website, so they can't click on that. Though. Twitter is our website. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Carry on. F- focus. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not yet, right? Well, well, well have... I just didn't, you know, there's nothing to click on. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, right? What they say? Oh, you guys are just doing it for clicks. Yeah. Click Bro, what, cuz? That's cute, but we ain't got nothing to click on, man. Click the SoundCloud link, man. Leave me alone. Leave a yeah. five-star review. Click that. Please, give us a five-star <laughs> please, review. Oh, yes, we'll appreciate please, it. actually. I promise. Um, but no, man, we just just here tonight just kind of kicking it we got um we're gonna talk a little bit of florida state a little bit of florida some nfl but the probably the biggest topic with ryan he's really really connected with the high school athletes and then now college athletes on the recruiting side of things kind of pull back the curtains a little bit we're gonna have an interview with him coming up shortly probably here um probably after the break in the next five or ten minutes um we're gonna he's gonna kind of pull the curtains back let you guys in a little bit he's had first-hand experience um, he coached at uh, an AAU basketball team, still does, Thunderstruck. He also coaches um, Swanee basketball. <clears throat> I hate it, but it's okay. You do what you got to do. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bulldog. Um, but he's, he's also has some, yeah, he's got some family ties in, in the recruiting game as well. So we'll uh, look forward to that. Really look forward to that. You will too, to really kind of pull the curtains back. So uh, Norvell's the guy. Who said that? Uh, we did. Yeah, we did. How many days early was that? Uh, at least three. I think we dropped it on Tuesday, and it came out. When was that? Saturday. Saturday. Night. Late Friday. It was late Friday night. No, it was after, it was during slash after the game Saturday night. So when Saturday it, when it truly came out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey man, when you know, you know. Can I can I just say that we don't we don't claim to be uh news breakers or anything like that no. this particular situation with norvell we we just happened to know somebody who was who was very close to the situation um and that was that so yeah we're not no. we're not out here trying to break news that's not really our game that's not really what we what we we're here to do we we just we're a couple of dudes three with brad even though he's only here about half the time anymore. right um 
that, that just want to talk sports. And uh, so that, that's really what we're about. But you know, like I said, we had, we had a little inside on that, and so we figured we'd share while we could. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. We're absolutely not credentialed, news-breaking, 247, whatever you want to call it, like reporters. But, I mean, you don't have to be credentialed to know people. And so whenever you know people in a situation that's relevant, uh, you might as well share it. So don't get used to it. <laughs> it's not really not really our thing. Our thing is to hang out, enjoy your company, and, uh, and talk sports, man. So we hope you enjoy listening as well. Um, but we just kind of got quite frankly a little bit lucky to have some uh, sources at both Florida State and Memphis and then they both aligned and so you two source everything when both sources matched up we went ahead and uh, went ahead and ran with it and and uh, got that one right so right clutch yeah I, we also spoke on the landing thing a little bit um, yeah and I, I just want to say that we only had one source on that should have claimed two yeah should have waited for two that was our fault we got a little greedy on that one fuck it it happens so it does happen, but we did get Norvell right. So let's go ahead and move into that. I'm with it. So Norvell, how do you feel about Norvell as a Gator fan? As a Gator fan, looking at that hire, how do you feel about it? Um, I'm not extremely happy about it. I've said from the beginning I like Norvell. I thought he was a good coach. I, th- I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good dude. And if you just look at Twitter, I mentioned this on Twitter the other day. If you just look at Twitter and notice – Every reaction from a Memphis fan, player, booster, administrator, not one single person has anything negative to say. Like, literally not one. I can't find one. I've tried. They're not there. Like, how is that possible that you can't find one negative comment about the guy? It's really impressive, honestly. Yeah, no, I I mean, I I think think that was missed for sure, but that's one of the most impressive things about the whole Norvell thing was literally – every single person that he interacted with had spoke very highly of him. And that's uncommon in any, in any arena or anything, but most certainly in coaching, like generally you're going to rub somebody wrong, but if he has, they damn sure haven't said anything. Yeah. Like I said, just the fan base in general, man, it's, it's, they're so supportive and it's, it's insane to me. Um, From a X's and O's standpoints or whatever. I, I mean, I said last week, I thought that, uh, you know, people people made the comparison of Willie Taggart 2.0, which I, I don't understand other than the fact, other than you know, they both went from a came from a small school originally, um, but it's it's not the same. Like it's not even close to the same. They're not the same guy. Um, one is is very structured and and detail oriented, and the other was not. Um, one has a winning record at their small schools, and the other didn't. Like that 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 says enough right there, right? Yeah, I mean, so there's that there's that side of it. The other side is like how they're viewed by their peers, right? I don't know if you remember, but there was a poll that came out about Willie. Mm-hmm. He was voted most overrated coach by his peers, right? Really early. Okay, and then there's one just recently about Mike Norvell, or best offensive minds in the game, voted on by coaches. He was number four. Uh, I think Lincoln Riley was on the list, and there was a handful of others. I mean, really, really good company to be associated with, and it wasn't just you know, just power five. He was the only G five guy on there. So that in itself already is just abs- totally different. Um, I- I'm with you. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think the Willie 2.0 comparisons is fair. I don't think that's realistic. Um, I think it was a lazy, sorry, I'm a little far away from the mic. I think it was a lazy take by um, anybody who, who wanted to have a lazy take. Really? That's all it was, was <clears throat> pure laziness. So, I don't think that that's the case with him. I think he's going to be a good coach as a Gator fan. I'm, I'm, um, 
nervous. I get not nervous, but I'm excited. I'll say that. I probably shouldn't say that, but I'm excited to hopefully have the rivalry back. I think Florida's heading in the right direction. I think now Florida State is probably heading in the right direction. Um, so I, it's, as far as the rivalry goes, I, I'm excited for hopefully it to be a top 10 matchup for years to come again. Yeah, I mean, um, so I'm one of those people that watched his entire press conference on Sunday, like literally the whole thing. It was like 45 minutes between the president, the AD, and him. Um, and he killed it, right? But every coach kills their presser. So did Willie. Not every coach. Did you see the Missouri? Did you see the Missouri coach? <laughs> Aside from that guy. But most everyone. Like, if you don't kill your presser, something's bad wrong. So, anyway, so he killed his presser. Um, but I think he did a really good job of, like, building excitement while still tempering expectations. Like, this is a time. To, this takes time, right? I have to build relationships. Like, he just kept saying over and over, like, this is time, time, time kind of thing. And so, you know, I, I think all he can do, and he said it on multiple different shows now, is like, look, I can just be who I am. Op- I can keep saying, open my heart up, be genuine with, with who I speak with. And if they trust me, they trust me. I know for a fact he told the Florida State football team, and he said it, but I also know from that meeting as well that he said it. Um, look, I don't, I'm not asking you to, to trust me 100% right now. I'm not asking you to believe me right now. I just need an opportunity to earn your trust. That's what I'm here to do. And so I guess the kid, the guys kind of appreciated it and respected it. Now, there were some assholes on that team that just weren't feeling it or whatever. And and I have some kind words to those guys. I won't say them on, on a podcast right now. but And I won't say it to them. But I feel a certain type of way about that kind of kid. And, uh, I mean, if you – you know, I, I didn't sign up for three coaches in three years. I mean, okay, we didn't sign up for you to suck. So – when we gave you that scholarship, he, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't contingent on you being terrible. So sit your ass down and collect your damn meal ticket and or graduate and get the hell out. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything to follow up. I, I know you get a little heated. Certain guys, I, listen, Chris is Chris has been around the game for a long time. For anybody that's new listening, Chris has been around the game for a long time. Um, one of the better one of the better coaches I've ever seen in my life. Um, I've been around a lot of coaches. I've I've, I've coached. Uh, I've coached myself. I've I've played college baseball. Like I've been around some dudes, but uh, legitimately, and I'm not just saying this because the dude's one of my best friends in the world, and he's a co-host of this podcast with me. This this dude can can absolutely coach the hell out of some football. Um, Not very many guys know X's and O's like him. Um, So if if he says you suck, then I'll take his word for it, and you suck, and that's that's pretty much that. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, I just can't stand that entitlement. That's what's wrong with Florida State now, the entitlement, right? They're all entitled. They're not dogs. They don't work hard. They're expected to be handed to them. Like, who makes that statement? You can feel that way, but you just can't make that statement, right? I mean, I didn't I didn't sign up for three coaches in three years. Okay, I mean, we, we signed up for you being All-American, so you, you're not doing that shit either. So I guess we both are uh, not holding up our end of the bargain. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. Well, we can uh, we can get off Norvell, man, before I get too upset with this uh, this shit. We can go ahead and roll on into the to the um, next segment. This is the one that I was telling you guys about that I think you're really really gonna enjoy. Um, we got Ryan Bell, big time football player from Columbia High School. Um, he's like I said, he's currently coach. He's been coaching his, his basically his entire adult life, whether it be at Columbia High School, whether it be AAU basketball, or now at Swanee. Um, he does a really really good job. Kind of what Joey touched on as far as like coaching in, in, in Columbia County and, and he was, you know, bragging on me. But, you know, Ryan's one of those guys that he literally genuinely does care about the kids um, and does this for like pennies on the hour. See, people don't understand all the hours that go into this, um, all the travel, 
on visits and, and carrying kids all over the place, even when he wasn't actually coaching them. Um, he took kids time and time again to try and get them exposed, to get them in front of the right people. Um, needless to say, man, the guy understands the recruiting game. He's been in it. Um, he's just a really, really, really good stand-up dude that, that genuinely cares about the kids of Columbia County. So, um, and Swanee County. And Swanee County, right? That's his new. But he cared about them all along. He took care of them, too. And all over the, all over yeah, the country, saying, man. Because with, with him being involved in AAU, I remember him telling me he was just – they were jet setting, man, traveling all over the place. So, um, Ryan, appreciate you coming on, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Mr. Ryan Bell, so all of us here know who you are and, and what you do, but won't you, uh, why don't you refresh the sitters and tell the sitters who, kind of who you are, your background, what you're, what you're doing here. Well, I'm Ryan Bell for one. I'm a current head, assistant head basketball coach at Swanee High School, former assistant coach at Columbia High School. You went to go, the enemy, huh? Yeah, go Bulldogs. Okay. Also, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was called big in the AAU world. I was coaching with Thundershot for about four or five years. Switched over to Team Knight, Brandon Knight team out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And that's where I'm at. Okay. So you have uh, – you, you've seen a, a lot of the um, – a lot of the recruiting world on both sides, football and basketball. We'll start with basketball because it's, uh, I guess right now it's probably more near and dear to your heart. Um, what, what's the recruiting like in basketball? Like what's what, just the recruiting world in general? How, how is, is it, is it, uh, something that's, that's prevalent in high school or is it more of an AAU thing? Oh, it's more of an AAU thing. Um, not a lot of high school coaches, not a lot of college coaches is coming to high school gyms. So, you know, you got to get your, elite kids out on the circuit. Rich, you got to get all your kids out on the circuit. Um, some can play on the elite circuit as the Nike EYBL or the Adidas Gauntlet or the UA circuit. You know, every kid can't play that now. But you got to get those kids out in the summer on those circuits playing with a, a team that got those connections. Why, um, why is it important for a kid to play in AAU basketball as opposed to just playing on his, on his high school team? To be seen. Right. You know, that's the main thing. Like I said before, ain't too many high school coaches coming to a local high school. Right. Yeah. It's kind of the same way in baseball to an extent and because, you know, your season's short enough as it is. And so as far as, like, colleges coming, you know, this is this is their season too. And Like, basketball, high school basketball and college basketball have the same seasons. So when you go to, like, the AAUs in the summer – like that's when college coaches can really get out there and get after it on the recruiting trail, and I think that's a lot of the reason that that it's 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 becoming more popular every year. It seems like, yeah, most definitely. You know, you got the two two live periods that they can get out and to the AAU tournaments and sit and watch kids play. You know, right. So like I think we were talking about it a bit off air, but you mentioned like a, a college coach is much more likely to go to one of these events, like one of the circuits where they can watch, like you said. 10 different courts with you know 20 different teams and they're all division one mid-major type caliber where that's why they're not going to go to a high school gym they may see two college players there you know max like they're going to go more you're saying like the reason they got to get out is because college coaches are only going to go see them at, at these events right yeah they yeah yeah they're only going to see them at those events you know if a college coach is like you at those events seeing you against other elite kids in your class are a class before you, they gonna then they'll come to your high school gym, but they only come come to your high school gym for you. And like they ain't coming for nobody else. Right, right, gotcha. So the what would you say like 
I know like you've been around this game a long time, the recruiting side of it, trying to get kids out and exposed and, and, and make sure they're seen by the right eyes. Um, what's the like the most eye-opening thing you saw with the football recruiting side of things um, as far as like offers and, and, and just how the process works? Um, just how the process works, just seeing a lot of those kids have those 30-plus offers, but a lot of those offers ain't committable. You know, they can't – the next day they can't call that coach and say, I want to commit. You know, uh, they going to offer you because you're on their board. You know, you might be the 10th guy on their board, though. Right. And <laughs> and it's a hit or miss thing. Right. So if it works out, you might can't commit. Yeah. Right. But, you know, that's like you said. These kids post all these offers. I know this as well, obviously, being an old high school coach. They come back. They go to a camp, come back with an offer. We know good and you know, I know, everyone knows good and damn well. There ain't no way you can commit to that right now. You might have to get a score up. You may have to have good senior film. Somebody else may have to decide they don't want to go. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So that happens quite a bit. Yeah, that, hap- that happened a lot. You know, I didn't see kids, I didn't coach, get those offers, and they couldn't commit, you know, and then just seeing other people with those offers. Then you got those five-star, four-star guys. They can commit as soon as they get off if they wanted to. Right. But, you know, the three stars, no stars. I'm just playing football type of guys. Can't commit yeah. once they get those offers. They kind of just put them on the back burner and see how everything else shakes out at the top of their board, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that's why the early signing period is such a big deal. Yeah. So about the early signing period, like, that kind of accelerates everything. That speeds everything up. Like, yeah, that speeds up a lot because, you know, a lot of these coaches nowadays want to go ahead and get their board filled. They've, they've, they've roster filled out. So they missing out on these guys a week before Sunday. Now all of a sudden, this kid got 20-plus more offers. They didn't have no offers. I bought a 10. You know, now they got 20-plus just because they didn't miss out on so many kids. So, Yeah, it almost it, it's almost like a whole nother cycle, right? Like once December, what, 18th? Mm-hmm. Once it passes the early signing date, then there's now like a whole new pool of kids. I mean, they've whole been there. Whole new board. Whole they've new been, board. Yeah, they've been there all along, right? But now all of a sudden they have, maybe some have a little bit more value. Some have less value with that school. Yeah. Now some people like it's just like playing cards, playing spades. Yeah. Now you just now you got a pocket full of spades. Right. You the ace of spades. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Instead of the tour club. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it, it it almost benefits the the smaller guys in that situation, right? Yes, most definitely, and that's why I work at to a lot, trying to work work with those kids that's not those four star, five star kids. But I know they can they can play ball. Like I know if it's a war outside, I can take them out the back door and they are gonna go to war. Absolutely. You know, and I think those are the kids that get left out the mm-hmm. most. Yeah, I mean, you got one close to you, right? With with Quest Marquez. I mean, that that kid is a freaking football player. Yes, he's he's a he he probably the best 150 pound athlete I've seen. 100 percent, 100 percent. But he's getting knocked, not knocked, but doubted, if you will, because he weighs 150 pounds. Definitely getting knocked. Seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. So let me ask you, what's what's the plan? I mean, I don't want to get too personal, but what's the plan for him? Is he going to sign early or is he going to go the distance with it? He's going to go the distance with it, and you know he's going to take his all five of his official visits. Yeah. And um, just going to see how how it goes. Yeah, and then he may be one of the ones that's going to benefit from that early signing period because they're going to see they, that, that kid, this kid is a player. He's a dog. He might end up being the ace of spades. 
I mean, yeah, he's gonna be a steal for some bit, some power five school. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. So one of the things <clears throat> I discussed it, on, or I, I said it on Twitter. I, di- I didn't really say anything about it. I kind of just vaguely said something about uh, people don't know how the recruiting game works. Um, and then that's when you actually came in and started talking about being on, and we we obviously jumped at the opportunity. Um, but so a lot of people just assume that position coaches just recruit their position, right? So like running back coach recruits all running backs and, and blah blah blah. But in reality, it's more of a region thing. Like so each coach has their region that they they specialize in or whatever. And then the, you know the the position coach may come in and close the deal, but the relationship is usually built with the regional guy. Correct? Or, or am I wrong on that? Um, no, you're right. You did on, you know, um, you know, for example, you know, you look at the University of Florida, Larry Scott, you know, he got the Lakeland area and Coach Heavis got the South Georgia area, you know. But he's a position coach for a tight end and they looking for a tight end, they recruiting his tight end, they come play like a pits. So, you know, Larry Scott, that's who he want. But Heavis gonna be there because that's his region, you know, so they gonna tag team it. They work teams coaches work together all the time. So it's just not one coach recruiting you, you know. And once you got the multiple, the whole staff texting you and recruiting you, then you know, you know, you you special to the program. They want you there. Yeah, and that was kind of my point from the from the beginning of that. Everybody always obviously talked about you know dropping bags and all that. I mean, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. Like it's <clears throat> it's a process. It's not like you know I, I've seen so many times on Twitter where Coach blah 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 I can't close on running backs or Coach blah 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 I can't close on receivers when it. it it's not always about that particular coach um, um, closing on on that particular position. You know what I mean? And that's where I'm like, come on, man. Y'all, if y'all just knew like the ins and outs of it, it it's a it's different than what you think it is. Yeah, I mean, every coach has like geography. They have a region, just like what you just what you just said. And then and then when you have a special kid, a talented kid, that's whenever, like you said, like a position coach gets involved or the head coach kind of kind of steps out and i mean you've seen it listen ryan's being humble right now but I mean, he's been to <laughs> oklahoma he's been to oklahoma's campus he's been to south carolina's campus he's been to florida state he's been to florida i mean you've been all over man like you've been alabama i mean you've sat in nick saban's office yeah I sat in that Saban's office got chill bumps yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> i mean in, in, in georgia and like tennessee and the list goes on man he, the guy's been in the room with your favorite coach Period, one hundred percent. That's without question. Every all of our listeners, he has been because he has people close to him and people that he works for, as far as like his family and friends and people that he helps out in this recruiting game, um, that are in that position to be in Nick Saban's uh, freaking office with all the freaking rings on the counter and stuff. I was that kind of I, I just answered the question, but I just wanted you to talk about it for a bit. Like, what was the most intimidating or, or coolest moment for you throughout the whole process of you like putting kids out there I think the most coolest thing was you know sitting there talking football with Nick Saban you know that's that's people dream about that you know yeah no you, know, you walk in his you walk in his office you got a automatic button on the table that closed the door behind you so you know <laughs> I've heard that before <laughs> so you know you know that was the coolest thing for me man just talking football with Nick Saban you know everybody called him the goat for a reason yeah he is that he is that I I'm, I don't want to you know put you on the spot or anything but who is uh who's who's your the favorite who's your favorite coach you've talked to on the in the process I think probably my favorite coach as you talk about head coaches, I just position. Just, just in general, who's just who's like the general. coolest to talk to? 
I think probably one of the coolest is Ron Dugans. Yeah. Yeah. I know he get very personal. You know, he give his background. You know, you know. I think all coaches keep it real with you, but it's just a vibe that you get from coaches. You know, you feel like yeah, I, I like this how the man talking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with that. You liked, um, but you did like Taggart as well, right? Like, as, I mean, we know he's not a great coach, but as far as a recruiter, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, man. We've we've come to accept it now, but. I mean, but as far as a recruiter, though, I mean, he was, you know, he has that he has that reputation for being a great recruiter. But I mean, you you liked him for the most part when you guys were around him, right? I want to say that. No, no, nah. no. Just because you know, everybody say he was a good recruiter, but you know, yeah, he was recruiting my nephew. But you know, um, I we didn't see him recruiting like all the other head coaches. Like all the head coaches that came around, I didn't deal with in contact as for my family. I never talked to Taggart before. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I, I, we probably said two words to each other, and you know, right. I think he let he really let Dugans do all the recruiting, which I get because Dugan, I think Dugans a hell of a recruiter. Yeah, but um, I really did, I didn't really say talk too much to Taggart. But it was kind of a bad look for Taggart, right? I mean, compared to the other head coaches, like it was is not a good look. I mean, because I know Taggart has his whole spiel about we want to be, we care about you as a player, and every head coach says that. I'm sure, like, yeah, life every, after football kind of thing. Every every head coach say life after football. Yeah, they all. That's not new, right? <laughs> Nothing but, new. But I mean, like, I guess what I'm saying is, if, so if Taggart's not speaking, and this the only reason we're speaking on this is because he, he actually went through it. But if Taggart's not having the conversation with you and Jaheem and in that process and there are other head coaches that are then automatically you're looking at like you're not as big of a priority to that school that you definitely feel that you definitely feel that type of way right you know that you're not a priority because you know everybody want that head coach to send you a text in the morning or just call you every tuesday or every wednesday you know just to touch bases with you they only got me for five minutes anyway right but as long as you touching bases yeah how often does that happen I mean, like I know, I know for sure you you even get contacted to see what's going on. You know, it, I, most I, definitely, most definitely. I think with certain coaches, you know, they'll probably put it on the schedule. You know, I'm gonna call this guy yeah. at this time every day. You know, yeah. Wednesdays all day, five o'clock is all day. Let's talk. You know, it might be five ten minutes, but that's all day. You know, really. And I think that's going a long way yeah. in the recruiting business. You know, with the relationship from the head coach and that player. You know, just just those five to ten minutes can change a lot of things. Right. Gotcha. What would you say? <laughs> we'll let you go here in a minute, man. I know we don't want to keep. We, you've been great with your time, but what would you say? Like, was the craziest thing that you've seen, like in the recruiting game? You don't have to say names or anything like that. Just something you saw, like in the recruiting game, that that just made you kind of scratch your head and take a step back and, and be like, man, this is it's this big. On the. I wouldn't say I saw anything crazy. I just I think it's just the talks that you have with the coaches once you get in those office with those with those hands on with them, looking them dead in their eyes. You know how they downplay another school. Right. You know, and I think that's just horrible. You know, you recruiting a kid when you telling the kid, this coach they ain't gonna be here, that coach then got fired, or you know, <laughs> they didn't. You're not in the top ten in passing yards or this and that. I think honestly, I don't think you should talk down on them. I, I even say for one coach told us, you know, once y'all go to Alabama, you know, they're going to see them, they're going to put them rings in front of you. Don't let the rings fool you. Them national championship rings. 
Yeah. <laughs> what you talking about? You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and, and and at the end of the day, that's what it's about. You know, you going to school. Every every kid want to play for a national championship. Right. SEC championship. You know, the goal is to get to the to the league, but not every kid gonna go to the league. Yeah. So you know, I want to play for a national championship. I want to be in Atlanta for the SEC championship game. So I'm glad you brought that up. Like with the negative recruiting stuff, like you've been in it on multiple occasions now. And I have too. And that was one of my biggest turnoffs was when I was with a kid in the, I mean, I never sat in Nick Saban's office or anybody, but when we sat in some Auburn, I mean, like we had some conversations with yeah, some I people. I sat in Auburn too. That's nice. Yeah, that's pretty nice. <laughs> pretty but nice. they got the TV, like yeah. 25 TVs yeah. in that main room. Yeah, it's crazy. But I mean, so you're sitting there talking and, and, and I'll say it, Gus Malzahn was talking with, the, with one of the kids I was with and they just start immediately kind of like what you said, just kind of negative recruiting Bama in this case. And negative recruiting Florida. Yeah, I understand. I, I get y'all, y'all rivalries, but you know, downplaying to them. It turned us off. Like for me, it, I mean, it turned us off because I, I was thinking, and I didn't say anything. I, I let the kid make the judgment. And we got in the car. He's like, "Man, coach, I, I just really didn't. I really didn't like that. Like that wasn't. Uh, I did not. I, I I wish they would have spoke more about what they have and what they do than than to try and downplay or, or talk down about somebody else. Like." It was a bad look. I know it happens a lot. I mean, you just said it, and I've seen it. But I just, I just, me personally, I, I think that's the wrong way to go about it. As far as recruiting, you should maybe speak more about what you can do, what you can bring to the table, how we can help you, as opposed to trying to discredit somebody else. I didn't, yeah, I didn't like def- that. Most definitely, at least just compare yourself with the other program. Don't downplay. You know, kids nowadays, you know. They want you to be real with them. Don't don't be sugarcoating trying to downplay another school just to get my services. Yeah, you know, just keep it real with me. You can compare the facts. You yeah, know, everybody loves compare comparisons, so don't just downplay something. Yeah, real recognizes real, and and when you everyone can see through that, like that's fake. Like I, and and my kid, my kid saw it, and you've seen it. Like it's just not a not a good look. Let me uh, let me ask you this. So if if You've obviously been in a lot of offices, but dealt with a lot of kids because that's that's kind of who you are. You're just a good dude that wants to wants to help. Um, what's the one thing, like, if you could say you had one thing that you told kids, like advice wise, like what what it, what is that one thing advice wise when it, when they're getting recruited by these big boy schools? What is the one thing that you try to tell them to look for or to look at? Is there anything in specific, or is it just kind of? Oh uh, well, one thing you know, since dealing with a lot of kids that get recruited by a lot of Power Five schools, I just try to tell them find a why. Yes. You know, don't look at who's a coach. Don't look at what city it is in, what state it is in. Find a why on why you want to be here. You know, a, a lot of kids I've seen it a lot fall in love with the logo. Don't fall in love fall in love with the logo. You know it. That logo might change, you know. They might sign a deal with Under Armour next year. You never know. So I tell them just find your why. Like, okay, do you see yourself playing here? Do you see yourself living here for the next three to four years? You know. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, I, I and I, I think we probably can close on this. Like, your why should not be a coach. It can't be a coaching staff, right? I mean, because that that changes, and then what are you gonna you gonna be stuck? So you gotta try and find like. I mean, I get coach coach relationships. That's that that could be a reason why, but they have to, you have to have an additional one in case definitely, something definitely changes. Definitely have additional one. You know, you know, do that school fit you for the person after football? Like, exactly. You know, the school ain't going nowhere. 
That's right. Coaches might, but a school ain't going nowhere. Right. That's a school that you can see getting your degree from. That's that's kind of what I was getting at because I've known you for a little while, um, and I, I kind of know what kind of person you are. And I I felt pretty confident that that was going to be your answer in this situation or something similar to that. And uh, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. I, I I don't like I don't understand why kids commit to like a coach. Like you said, you, you commit to the school, you commit to getting your degree from that university. Yes, you have to build relationships with a coach. You have to. Like, you, you have no choice but to do that because that's that hopefully is going to be who you're with for the next three to four years. Yeah. But at the same time, if for some reason that coach does leave, you have to have, like you said, your why to stay there. Most definitely. Hey, major thanks to, to Ryan Bell for that. Open the curtains back for you guys, man. Um, I've been involved in the recruiting game a bit, but nowhere to the extent that Ryan has. So he really does a hard, he does a really great job for like those kids and and like looks out for people, man, and just good people. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is he he's a he's a he's a people guy. He's, he really cares about the kids, and that's that to me is uh, it speaks volumes because not a, not a lot of people truly care about the kids. Yeah, um, it's it's you know all high school athletics have become a money maker. Yeah. Um, and, and Ryan actually like legitimately <laughs> loves the kids and that's, yeah, he, that's refreshing to see. He worked, he worked for pennies, man, but not, like literally pennies, pennies on the hour, yeah. not, not JC pennies, but <laughs> no, but he was also able to like pull back like the curtain, like to, like to let us sitters know, like kind of exactly how this thing works. And I think it probably works a bit different than, than people thought. Right. I mean, he, he's been like listen the dude's been in Nick Saban's office he, he sent me a picture like from the office like it's just wild to me you know we right. we almost see like Nick Saban we view him as like folklore like it's not real kind of thing but exactly dude he's been sitting in his office talking shop with him like that's crazy yeah dude, I mean he's been afforded opportunities like he has a picture of like Kyler Murray at the Oklahoma game and like their facilities are like unreal it's just crazy, man, like the type of situations he's been in. So, like, you guys really got to hear, like, a firsthand view of, you know, exactly how this thing works. Exactly. We're not going to talk about, like, you know, people want, probably want to hear about bags dropping and stuff like that, but that's not ever going to be a conversation that Ryan's going to have. Or anybody else is going to have. I mean, people are smarter than that. Right. And that, read between <clears> the lines. Yeah. I mean, it's not – we're not, we're not doing that. And so. and again, originally why I tweeted that was not about that, like at all. It, it's more about, you know, people. Again, I, I saw it on a message board about. Let's just call a spade a spade. We're about to talk about Florida, anyways, right? Um, right. We're tired about tired of talking about Florida State. I'm tired of talking about Florida State. Damn, <laughs> I'm a Gator fan, and all I do, I'm listen. Let me just I am. tell y'all. We're, we're six and six. I'm tired of this shit myself. No, hell no. See, what happened the other <laughs> night was me and Chris and Brad, all three of us have access to the Twitter account, right? Yep. So. Chris is old, old behind, decided he was going to go to bed a little early one night. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hey, take over the Twitter feed for me. <laughs> All I got is Florida State fans in my mentions, or in well, our mentions. Well, why don't we have more Gator interactions? I, well, that's a great question, but... You run that side I'm of it. I'm, I'm, trying not, to, I'm trying not to be a Gator fan. I'm trying to be Florida State <laughs> supporter over here. It was tweet. rough, bro. You had one tweet I know hurt the type. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. It was something about Norvell, good hire, who's done the right things. <laughs> something about I tweeted that from my personal account. That doesn't that doesn't hurt me at all, actually. No, but no, we do have a we have a bit more similar interaction, but that's because I was there was a time when you didn't have the phone for two or three weeks when you <laughs> couldn't get in. <laughs> I was running the Twitter, so yeah. What, what and we broke the Nor and we broke the Norvell news, so right. we gained that's, probably that's about thirty or forty new followers right. there. All seminal. All seminal. So 
Gator fans, please like tag tag a Gator fan. Like help us out. Shit, I want to talk about some Gator athletics, not basketball right now, because damn, they're pissing me off. Are they gonna fire that guy? Um, no, I know. I don't. I don't call for people's job. You know, I don't do that. No, no, that's not your thing. It never has been your thing. Well, I'm not above be. that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think I think this this is a make it or break it year for him. I really do. I, I think that this team is way too talented to be as not as good as they are. Um, so what is the make? Like what what keeps his job? Elite eight. Ooh, shit. Are you serious? Bro, this Anything team, less than Elite Eight and he just don't have a job? I'm not saying no. he don't have a job. But if they listen, if, Sweet they, 16, if they go 19 and 11, make the terminal on accident, go to the Sweet 16, no, I don't think he has a job next year. I don't. Really? I don't. Mm. I don't. And Wait. I like him. I, I, and I No, I know you do like him. I like Mike White a lot. I like. I think that he's a really, really great person. I think he's a really, really, really good recruiter because I think he's a great person, and I think people see that. Right. Real recognizes real. Always. And we, we obviously we just touched on that. So I, I I do like Mike White. My biggest thing with the Gator basketball team is is from the, from perspective wise, they don't look like they work at all. Mm-mm. Okay. I, I've been to multiple games now. I get there early because I like to see warm ups. I whether it doesn't matter what game it is in high school, college, I, I like to see warm ups because I feel like that's where you see guys react to, to situations um, when I when I coached high school baseball I always told guys like make sure you're you're on your P's and Q's three and a half hours before the game because that's when people get here right you know what I mean um, <clears throat> so that that's but that's 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 what I like so I, I go to a Gator basketball game multiple Gator basketball games and and pregame is a joke man like they don't shoot jumpers they, everybody's lazy. Ugh. They're just throwing balls around. Like it, it's like gym class. It's the most embarrassing thing. Marshall was the last game I went to at home, which was what a week and a half ago. Yeah. Um, Marshall's pregame was impeccable, like magnificent. They're they're three and five on the year at the time, something like that. They're terrible. They're not a good basketball team. Right. But their pregame, they came out ready to play. Like they they opened the game. They had a little glisten on their face. Like they were they were sweating a little. They were ready to go. Florida hadn't took a real jump shot yet. God, That's right. why they went 0 for 11 from the free from three in the first half because wow. they haven't taken a jump shot. I don't know if they take jump shots at practice. I haven't been fortunate enough to go to practice, but it's just like when you see stuff like that is very frustrating. Um, and, and that's why I say that there there I think there's a chance that that this might be his last year. And I hope it's not. I really do. I hope he gets it together. I hope they figure it out. Whatever the situation is, whatever the hold back hold up is, I hope they figure that out and and get right. But this team is way, way, way too talented to be uh, to be six. Now they've lost. They, they've they've played competition. They, they've lost to some good teams: Florida State, Butler, Woo, um, Connecticut. Talk to me. I mean, they're good. They're, that's three good basketball teams they lost to. But no, it, I understand. But you have to win those games. You know, when you're as talented as Florida is right now. Well, the key is, I think, with them, they'll have to get hot late. Like you want to peak, you want to be peak, and they should be playing better basketball. I totally agree with what you're saying, but if they get hot late. Make a run, I think. I don't. I don't foresee them firing that guy after a, a, a Sweet Sixteen. You know, I just man, I just don't. You may be right, but I just do not see them canning him after he makes a. I don't know. Maybe. I will say this about about Florida and the, and the, where the program is at right now. They're what looks like their two leaders are two. New guys. So, Kerry Blackshear. Blackshear's 
Okay. I mean, he's a fifth-year senior or fourth-year senior, whatever he right, is. He's right, a grad right. transfer, but, but he's it's, still not... his, it's still his first year in the program. And then Scotty Lewis, which is a freshman, true freshman, those are the two guys that always seem to be vocal and talking and leading and trying to be uh, that guy. You know what I mean? So let me ask you a question. Go for it. You coach. Mm-hmm. There's a so – sorry for the pause because I'm trying to make sure I got this right. No, you're good. There's a part of me that damn – it says – Coaches can help great, you know, create or guide a leader. And then there's a part of me that says leaders, leaders are born. Right. Right. So is it any fault to Mike, Mike White? Right. That Blackshear in, and another guy who has not been around, neither neither of the which have been around him, are are the leaders? Or, or is it just kind of like a coincidence? It's probably a coincidence more than anything else. But uh, it doesn't look great. I guess is my point. Like the two guys that are leading your basketball team are not your guys, right? Not yet. Anyways, that's yeah. Like the guys that have been around you for years, and it could be talent. It could be because the worst player on our team can't lead no. ever, ever. So I'm not saying. I, so I'm giving you like wiggle room here, but I'm just saying like that, that's <laughs> I just that's that. just. Eh. It doesn't doesn't seem great. Well, that again, that that's just something that that I've noticed. Again, I've gone to several games now. I, I've seen the some videos of of what the the damn Gator basketball account posts on Twitter, and all of them have the same two guys always seeming to be the ones that are leading. And that's 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 what's frustrating. Not frustrating because, like you said, there's guys that are natural born leaders. Scotty Lewis is a leader. He will always lead. That's just what he does. Um, Blackshear probably the same same way, so I, I, it's it's possibly a coincidence or or it, maybe it speaks to speaks to Mike White and his ability to to develop leaders and talent. I don't know, man. I I just again I really like Mike White. I like the basketball team. I like a lot about where they're at and what they're doing. I just. There's very little intensity, and there's very little intensity early in games, and it that it it speaks volumes to the way they warm up, like it. And that falls it, ultimately that falls on the coach's shoulders. It does. You can't expect high school athletes. I mean, not high school. I understand their college, but they just went to a high school prom. Like these guys, Scotty okay, Lewis is 18 years old, man. You're 18 to 22 years old. Like you can't expect them to do that on their own. You would hope that they would, but that's why you have a coach and that's why you have assistant coaches that yeah that's exactly right and you know it is what it is I, I don't know we'll see where it goes we'll, we'll see if they get it corrected I, I don't foresee it happening there's there's very little change from three years ago to this year yeah. so I don't see why it would change from game you know nine to game 10 or 11 or 12 or 13 or 14 so we'll see I, I hope I hope for the best and and uh we'll, we'll go from there well I hope it doesn't change because that's the one um you know at least we, at least we can beat you guys in basketball but football well we might as well just transition there right Let's do that it. that's going well you want to go to basketball I mean baseball I mean you want to go to baseball no because it's been a while since Florida State's beat Florida in baseball when was the last time it's been a hot minute 10 straight is it 10 straight now it might be 11 is it no 11? it's a lot I think it's 10 oh that's a damn shame we're going this year all three games I don't think so. No, we are. Okay. Yeah, the front porch is going to write that off. John Woodley. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we got connections. Okay, fair enough. We're, we're connected. Then I'll go. 
Yeah. The one in Jack's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a stretch. Don't they play that like a five? I'm not taking off work to go to them. Anyways, we'll talk about it off air. All right, cool. But yeah, we don't want to talk about baseball right right this second. No, I was just kidding. Although we're doing well in that right now. All right, let's go. But uh, <laughs> football. Yeah, man. Orange Bowl. Florida's got the Orange Bowl. That's a big. That's a big. Uh, uh, that's a big draw. Well, <laughs> the 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 Orange Bowl is great, but the opponent you guys pulled, man, good God. Yeah. That sucks. I mean, That's it doesn't why, suck because you're gonna blow their ass out. You're gonna win, no. but it's just it kind of mm-hmm. sucks a bit. You you think so? You really think Florida blows a hundred percent? The line will be the line's already thirteen and a half. It started at fourteen. It's thirteen what? and a half. Yeah. Here's the thing. That's man. wrong. Dead ass wrong. Here's the thing. I'm taking Florida. Give me. Oh my God. Give me Florida. Here's the thing. I, I, we almost Florida, beat them. Florida is immensely more talented and and all that than Virginia. I'm, there's you will never catch me saying that. Okay. Florida okay. is a better that. football team. They will be a better football team. They will always not always for the foreseeable future. They will be a better football team than Virginia. Florida didn't. This wasn't the goal for Florida at the beginning of this year, right? Don't, I mean, give, me, we don't can, give me this. We we can both agree on that. You know it's true. I know to, it's we're true. We're about to argue on this. We can. This is not the goal for Florida. This wasn't the goal for Virginia. They didn't have this goal. They wanted to compete in games, and that's that's that. Yeah, did they want to win the ACC? I'm sure they did. Hell, every team wants to win yes. their conference. But realistically, they never thought they would be in the Orange Bowl. This is a much better situation than they anticipated being in. 100% agree. This is not as good a situation as Florida anticipated being in or wanted to be in. I, maybe deep down they knew that they weren't good enough to be in the playoff. I was going to say, hang on. So let's let's backtrack a bit. The alternative to not being in the Orange Bowl is to be in the Sugar Bowl, which is essentially means you made the playoff. Uh, or just missed, which uh, is what they did. I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. My point is Virginia has it. a shit ton to play for in this situation, and it's going to be really hard for Florida to get into this game and be and – be Motivated. I've seen. I know you're. He, Chris is shaking his head right now. I'm shaking my head. Hell no. And I'm. I understand what you're saying, but I've seen, like. Do you not remember when Alabama got their ass whooped by Utah a couple of years ago? Like that. that and I'm not saying Florida's Alabama. <laughs> I'm not. I know what you're. Yeah, I know where this is going. Florida's not Alabama. I'm aware. Okay, I got it. But they also had better aspirations for this year. I understand that, but so here, here's where I'm at on that. And it's not just Florida. This is not just directed at Florida. This is directed at. This is PSA to any um, college football team that is in a bowl that they feel as if they deserve more than. You entitled bastards. Play the game. If you love football, I don't give a shit if you put me in the backyard. I'm going to whoop your ass because you're the opponent that day. Yep. And it is – and listen, I may be cut from a different cloth, and I know I'm not because I know there's a ton of our listeners that feel the same damn way. It is the coach's job to get his guys ready to play. And if your ass ain't ready to play, the next guy, if you're not hungry, the next guy is hungry, and he's going to get the run on today's game. I understand where you're coming from. I'm not discounting and discrediting where you come from. But if this is a beef, an argument, or a problem I have with anyone, any program that says, ah, man, we're not going to show up because we, we wanted more. It's your own damn fault that you didn't get more. 
So here you are. You're in this setting. We're not fixing to lay it down because we didn't get what the hell we wanted. No, we're going to damn strap our chin strap all the way tight. And I'm going to bloody your damn nose because you're the opponent today. It's your fault. You ended up here. I'm sorry. You don't belong, Virginia. Virginia, you do not belong in the Orange Bowl. You're not a worthy opponent of Florida. And that kills me to say that. They're not. They're absolutely not. That number at 14 does not right, in my opinion. Florida, if they show, maybe maybe that's why that number is where it is. Florida's 21 point, 24 point t- better than damn Virginia. Clemson just beat him by like 90. <laughs> no, I, but I'm saying, bro, I, I, I'm not, I'm not I, trying no, no, to belittle, yeah, no. belittle your point. I understand, unfortunately, that's the harsh reality of the world we live in, that kids are entitled in. You know what? This game of football, Joey, if you would have played it, you never would have played it for what football can give you. And I know like myself, I never play football to see what football could give me. Right. I play football because I love football. So I want to play football because that's what the hell I do. And so if I have a chance, I have the opportunity to damn go win 12 games, right? Or is it 11? 11? To go win 11 games? It does not matter who the hell I'm playing. I'm fixing to run it up on you. Right, and I, I, I listen. I'm a hundred percent. I know with you're you. the same way. I know. I, yeah, I, I know I'm, that. I know that. I know your point that you're making is not how you feel in, internally. And I don't think that. I don't think that they knowingly go into the game saying, "Oh, we're not going to show up." I, I don't think that. I think that mentally. Bro, I, if they mentally think that, then it means they're not ready to play this game. You cannot play this game if you're not mentally prepared. And I, I, I agree with you again. I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm wholeheartedly with you. But I know for a fact. I have played. I have coached teams. Um, hell, me and you coached a team, man. We we coached we coached the JV baseball teams. Mm-hmm. Our, our whole varsity team got suspended. Mm-hmm. We coached our JV baseball team, mm-hmm. who got their ass beat. Our varsity baseball team got their ass beat two times by two two different teams. Mm-hmm. We coached the JV team and whooped the next two teams' ass. That the the varsity had already got beat by. 100%. One was a district game. One hundred percent. I remember I told that. you. I told you. That next practice, I said, we will tote an ass whooping to the next JV team we played. We're not mentally ready. And we did. And we did. It's hard. It's very difficult for you to mentally get up. And, again, it's it's not on purpose. You don't try to do it. But I know for a fact when we played basketball and we played against scrubs, it was like, all right, we're going to go through the motions just because that's what we're here to do. We're, we're still going to beat them by 25. I think the difference is, and this is just me talking out loud here, I think the difference is with baseball, you play a, 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 a ton more games, right? You play a ton more games. Basketball, you play a ton more games. True. Football, you might play 48 games in your career. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. 48, that's it. You might play 48 games in a baseball. You definitely have 48 in basketball. Like, not in high school, but I'm saying, like, you're going to play. But in college, you're playing at least that many games in a season. I mean, if you make the, if you make the tournament, yeah, you're, yeah, you're but the I'm, boys. I'm, so, baseball, for sure. They're way, they're way past that. Right, way past that. But my, my point is, like, you don't have that many opportunities to strap the pads on, put down. And these guys know that, man. You only have so many miles on your body. And so... The guys that forego the game because of the draft, I can respect that. I, I I am one of the people that can respect that. I I promise you, I am. I I don't. We won't see Cam Akers. Like I I'm okay with that. Like you've given enough. Go get a check. Take care of your family. I'm no, a, no, I a hundred Henderson. Mm-hmm. Right, he's catching flack from silly ass fans. Y'all need to stop that. I agree. Stop that. Yep. He needs to go get paid. Mm-hmm. Right, he's plus not, it's a, it's a good chance for young guys to get involved in the game plan and, and and to know what it's like to 
like Kair Elam is probably going to play his position mm-hmm. next year. You know what I mean? Might like, as well play. This is a great opportunity for him to see what it's like to prepare like he is C.J. Henderson and like he will be next year. Right. But like, like that's not a problem for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. A hundred percent. Like my thing with the like with. So I gotta be careful on this because there's <laughs> you know people are gonna hold us to the fire on the, on on this. Oh, you you say you're a competitor, but you also agree with people sitting out. Okay, it's his choice. Would Chris Martinez do that? I don't know. Haven't been in that situation, but that's my choice. That's not your choice, right? It the, the choice for C.J. Henderson to sit out and, and and protect his graph his draft grade and his draft stock. That's his choice. He's earned that. If you're a fan and you, you support him in that. And if you're a fan and you don't want to support him in that, then I guess you have that right too. But right. in my opinion, I feel as if you're wrong. I, I don't know how. I don't know what I would do if I was in that spot. I really don't know. If you're I, gonna say, "Hey, if you," I, I just really don't know. So, but I'm saying I don't really care one way or the other whether they play or they don't play. I do care that it's their choice, though. They've earned their right for it to be their choice. I, I probably would play. Yes, hell yeah. But I don't know. That's their job, right? That's their that's their call. They've earned that. Right. Allow them that. Don't no, be. I, don't be. Don't be nasty. And I, I. I just can't stand that, man. That that irks me. I agree. I just saw um, yesterday. I think it was where C.J. Henderson's projected to go twenty second overall to the Miami Dolphins. Like, like you said, I'm a competitor myself. Like, there, you won't find many people on the planet that that hate to lose more than me. Oh, for they, sure. You probably won't find a single soul on the planet that hate to lose more than me. Maybe as much, possibly. Right. But not more. I understand I, where I, you're coming from. Like. I compete, period. I don't care. Of course. Like you said, I've never been in that situation. Mm-hmm. I've never been, okay, well, this is a chance to, for me to be a millionaire. I, yep, don't know what that's like. What would I, as a, a 21-year-old me, what am I doing? I, man, I don't know. Joey. I'll never what, I'll never know either. What would a lot of people that are sitting behind the keyboard, what would they do? It's Protect easy to themselves uh, and make uh, their money. A hundred percent. But if you don't feel that way, that's fine. That's that's, a, that's all good and well because that's not your call. Right. That's his call. If his teammates and his coaches are okay with it, the people he bloods and, and he he bleeds and sweats with every day, if they're okay with it, then why are you? Why do you feel comfortable sitting behind your desk on Twitter bashing this guy? That's weird to me. And it's not it's not exclusive to Florida. This happens everywhere. Like, right. 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 And I hate it. I hate it everywhere. It's it's absurd, man. That's absurd. Like, he's given enough to UF. Cam Eckers has given enough to Florida State. Christian More, McCaffrey gave enough to Stanford. He didn't need they, they and guess what? The man got paid. Yep. He did he did what's best for him and his family. He took care of himself and him and his family. And you know what? He took care of Stanford when he was there for three years or however long he was there. He did damn sure good enough for them too. Yep. So that is their call. Please respect these dudes' decision on that, man. I, I hate that. Yeah, I, you're not going to get an argument from me on that no, one. No, I know. But no, back to the actual game <laughs> itself, right? We got sidetracks. Again, solid. I like it. Damn it. It's, listen, natural conversation. I love it. Um, No, nah, man. Florida State legitimately had Virginia beat. And we're te- we were terrible. Now, we played good that game. But we not good at all and had them beat. Like, they do not belong on the same field as Florida. And again... It kills me. It really does kill me to say that, but it is a fact. I, I yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying, and I, I know what you mean. I I do think Florida will start slow. I think that Dan Mullen is a good enough coach where he will have them ready as as ready as they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but like I said, I think they'll probably start a little slow, and then they they should hopefully, in theory, run away with it late and beat them 
kind of like they beat Michigan last year. It'll be bad, man. It'll be bad. I, I mean, I, I hope they run them out, run them out of the building. From I the promise get-go. you, if that number stays at that, I will promise you, I will take Florida in the points. Good to hear. You can watch it at my house if you want to. I mean, yeah, you have a sweet setup. We had we enjoyed ourselves there last time. We weren't invited. I think we invited ourselves, didn't we, Brad? Nah, bro. No, I invited you. Don't bullshit. No, hell no. You can't. Uh, okay, he thank invited you. us. Okay. Yeah. All thank right. you. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. That was my idea, though. All right. Here we go. Anyways, <laughs> anything else on the old agenda tonight? Um, not too much, man. We can talk about your boy Lamar. He kind of got roughed up a bit by Buffalo. Damn, you, you you like that damn Lamar Jackson, don't you? Right, he's pretty you're, good, dude. You're welcome for that. He's he, good. Listen, I told my well, brother. He got, he got roughed up, though. I, I told my brother, um, we, we do a pick six contest every week, so we, we kind of talk about each game and what we feel is going to happen and how, how it's going to go. We, we do a, a decent job of, uh, of getting prepared for that, I would say. Yeah. And I told him, I said, man, there's not – like, Buffalo can ugly up any game that they play. It <laughs> they is do. unbelievable how ugly they can make a game. <laughs> they really do. And they play that style so damn good. No, they're good. That's that. That's how you play defense. I mean, you just really want everything to be difficult. Like, you do not want the offense to come by anything easy. You know what I mean? So, you right. just – like you said, you make it ugly. Or you ugly it up. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody that does it better than Buffalo. And their offense is – like not bad, but they ugly it up a little bit too, you know. Yeah, they're just efficient, like you know, in a weird, in like the weirdest way, dude. I think Buffalo's like one good draft class and maybe a trade away from being like. I mean, they're already competing, but to being like really good, they're pretty good right now, man. Oh yeah, I mean, like they competed <sighs> with what what most people feel like is the best team in the league. Yeah, they're what nine and four right now. Something like Buffalo that. is. So, yeah, like. It ain't like they're some scrubs now. But I'm, I'm saying they're like okay. Let me let me rephrase it then. So they're like one good draft class and maybe a trade away from from winning winning that like winning that side of it. Wow. Seriously, man. I mean, they're, no, I, I they're agree. close, I, bro. Like they're close. I think they're phenomenal. I really do. I really I like I. It's weird because, like I said, they ugly it up. Like they make everything just really really challenging. Hell, they make their own offense really challenging. Right. Um. But it's fun to watch still. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I watch every game every week, but... I think the reason I say that with them is because, I mean, you know, teams, I think, will take a step back. And I think they potentially, if they take a step forward, like, then obviously they're going to pass. They're already 9-4 now. Right. Like, they could potentially... Josh Allen, the quarterback, he's getting it done, man. He really is. He's getting it done, like... I was so I was one of the main ones, like very skeptical of him and his ability um, <laughs> coming out of college from Wyoming, but he is actually turning into a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, I, I mean, I liked his ability to. He had arm talent. He had plenty he, of arm talent coming out of Wyoming. He has the stuff like you cannot coach that. Right. He had plenty of. He has a little bit of a. A little bit of gunslinger in him too, like playmaking, like yeah. Brett Favre. I didn't realize he's as mobile as he is. Oh, he's super mobile. It was always super mobile. Um, I, I'm gonna make a comparison here. Here we go. We're gonna do it. We're gonna. I don't care. Freak it. Listen, Utah State, mm-hmm. Jordan Love. <laughs> that kid's gonna be good. All right. Just remember, Lamar Jackson 2.0. This is another Joey hot take here. Uh no 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 not no, yet no, not not Lamar Jackson two point oh hell no, uh Josh Allen two point oh 
<laughs> listen. All right, man. Listen. I saw I saw right. so many I saw so many Georgia fans. There was a little whatever um a tweet going around that you know, Jordan Love and De'Aaron King were thinking about going oh. to Georgia, and every, every all the Georgia fans were like, "Oh yeah, De'Aaron King, bring him." I'm like, "Bro, come stop. on!" If you ever watch Jordan Love play football, it's it's night and day. Like one can actually play the position of quarterback, and the other one's got no prayer. They just want an athlete, man. I, and I can appreciate that, but Justin Fields isn't just an athlete, which is what you had. Yeah, I was told I'm, I'm gonna be quiet because before I promise you, how many? How many? This is number forty, isn't it? This is let's this is go. 40. This is 40. 40. 10 away from the big 5 0. Yeah, we got something coming for y'all on that. Yeah. But, um, Kelsey told me tonight, take it easy on my dogs. She's never told me anything before a podcast for 39 episodes. Never. Number 40, take, take it, it easy, easy on my dogs. dogs. I said, all right, I got you, man. I'm going to leave it alone. Hey, you I, remember, you remember a week ago we were sitting in the same spot? <laughs> we were sitting in the same spot doing the same thing. And yeah. I said if it was 16, I'd still take LSU. Uh, short memory. Yeah, I uh, thought seven and a half was good. I was wrong. LSU's good. They're really good. Georgia's not. I mean, listen, Georgia's really good, too. Georgia's really, really good, too. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. You're making me. You're trying to make me do something that I was told specifically not to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. Georgia really go is to good. Hell, they're, man. they're in a good spot. They're in a good situation. I mean, they've taken a couple L's here lately, though. Losing Sad Pittman, that's an L. They had a rough week. I'm not going to lie to you. They had not, a rough we're week, not going to sugarcoat that. They had no, a rough week. They had a rough week. But in Carver, we trust, right? They. Damn um, it, she's up in the door. Yeah, she did. Not not our door. Not our door, yeah. just one of the Anyways, nearby office doors. Yeah. We're going back to the NFL, or we good with that? Um, I think we should talk about some college football. I'm I'm good with the NFL. Fantasy playoffs? Are you in them? No. Oh, my bad. See Sorry that trophy that. over there? Yeah, yeah. You come, see that trophy? Hey, who gave you that trophy, Chris? Uh, who handed that to you? You you handed it to me, but I don't think it's because you had it. Well, where did it come from? I don't know. Came from my house. So you won it the year before I won it? No, nah, I really don't think I did. I, it wasn't you. Shane gave it to you. Anyways, so right yeah, now in my, right. my primary. I actually took it from Shane's house. Anyways, was the point of this is is that some bitch is coming back to my house this year because I'm bringing that trophy back home you, again. So we can just go ahead and say that that trophy is in my house. Because you were the defending champion. I'm the defending champion. I will be the current champion in two weeks. Did not make the playoffs in that in that league. Yeah. Anyways, so, all right, we're, we're, we're done with NFL talk now. Yeah, um, I'm going to talk about some college football stuff a bit. Let's do it. So the playoff. You have LSU number one, yep. rightfully so. They belong there. I agree. Ohio State number two. I can't really argue that. No, I think. Tough, I I tougher conference. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them being two. I'd be also be okay with uh, Clemson being two. Right. But it wouldn't change anything because they'd still be playing each other. Agreed. So don't care. Um don't really care about four because they're irrelevant. It will really will not matter. Agreed again. You got I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that uh, Jalen Hurts. I'm happy that Hurts is in there. Me too. But I like that they kid. Can, I don't think they can beat. I mean, they. they I don't think that they can. I, they'll hang for for a time. They'll I, hang for a time. You know what it will. do? They'll be coached well. You know what it will do? It will. It will be two interesting games, like really good football games. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like two games that I'm like, damn it, I'm not doing another thing the rest of this day but watching these two games. Bingo. Don't ask me to do – I'm not raking the leaves. I'm not doing shit. Do you rake I'm, leaves on a normal basis? You see my yard? 
Will does Blake. it look like Does it look like our rake lead? Uh-uh. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna get the. Blo- the uh, <laughs> no, hell no. We don't. We don't deal with. Regardless, leads. you're not Anyways, doing anything else. I'm watching football. Yeah. Um, but your game, the the game. I don't know if it'll be the game of the year, but Clemson, Ohio State. That's a that's a mini national championship. And whoever wins that, if, if LSU does happen to to win, which we both LSU will win, I think. I think they will. Whoever wins the the Clemson Ohio State game playing LSU, oh, bro, you don't get. I mean, like mm. this year, you have three teams that are really, really elite, right? And then you have some teams that are really good, yeah. And then you have the you rest have of the country. That, see, I thought you have some teams that are aren't good. I don't know if there's a really good. I don't think there's a really good tier. I really don't, man. Oklahoma and Georgia, I think, are in the really good team. Well, Oklahoma doesn't count because they're in the playoffs. Yeah, but they're not elite. They're not. They don't. They don't. No, but so they go to. I mean, I guess I. I yeah, I don't know. Anyways, got, there, there is definitely two tiers in the sense that the top three and then everyone else, right. in my opinion. That's kind of that's, that's kind of what I meant. Okay, fair. So you got the top three, mm. and they are so good. Yeah, like between the three of them, they are obviously like it's not even close. They are obviously the best three. Right. Did you know that their point differential is like 36 points a game per like throughout the average over the year? That's pretty impressive. That's crazy. That's the highest that it's ever been since 2013. The Seminoles was 42. 42. Yeah, you're welcome for that stuff. Oh, I already had it. I know, but. That's crazy, though. But anyways, more relevant. I think, who do you think wins up? Clemson, Ohio State? Kimmy Clemson. I know you didn't watch the game. Did you did you get to check any out like any bit of the uh Virginia Clemson game? I watched a little. Clemson's strong, since, boy. Since North Carolina Clemson's played really, really well. Clemson is strong. They've, bro. they've played really, really well against nobody, but they've still beat them like they were nobody. They're beating their at yeah. They're beating that, everybody yes. bad. I, I, Trevor I really, Lawrence has played really, really well since North Carolina. I cannot wait to see what they look like against. I mean, it's fair. It's fair to say that against a, like a great an elite football team. Right. They haven't even really played too many good football teams. I mean, Virginia, maybe. Maybe they're. I mean, Virginia's a good football team. I think that's fair to say. They're a good football team. They drummed them. Yeah. I think what, what ends up being the, the difference maker in this game is Ohio State has been battle tested multiple times by multiple teams. This is true. And they like Wisconsin's pretty good. Uh, they're, they're pretty good. No, no, no. I agree. No, no, no. I totally agree. Penn State's I, I, I made good. it. I Michigan's, made a face. Yeah. No, they're battle tested for sure. Yeah. No, Penn no. State's pretty good. Michigan's pretty good. Like they they've played against some pretty good teams. Like Big Ten within big, the last five weeks too. They're Big Ten battle tested for sure. Yeah, which to me and I, it's listen, one of, it's, I it's, you can you can it's you better can, than the ACC for sure. Yeah, you can tell me I'm stupid if you want to, but the the Big Ten is probably the second best conference and maybe top to bottom, maybe the best conference in all of college football right now. Oh, your brother's gonna kill you, on I, this. and that's fine. I don't care. I, at least, the I'm SEC not, is better, bro. It's not even close. Okay, it is the, not close. The, Joey. the SEC West is better. That's part of the SEC. I understand that, but I, like I said, top to bottom, top to bottom. So at the bottom, you got Vandy, Missouri. They're terrible. Tennessee. But let's get to the top. Kentucky. Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky will. Ole Miss, Mississippi State. You want me to keep going or are we done? They, they, they suck. Okay. Okay, but okay, but 
Alabama, LSU. Now we're talking. Florida, Georgia. Georgia. That's four Auburn. right there. That Auburn. Auburn. Yeah, Auburn. That's five that are probably as good or better than anything that the damn, aside from Ohio State, that the damn Big Ten has to offer. Mm. Oh, get out of here. Michigan, kick rocks, Joey. Wisconsin, not that bad. I hate Harbaugh. Oh Michigan's my God, they bad. are they are that bad. I'm not having this conversation with you. We didn't we did not agree to Penn this. State, Minnesota, Wisconsin, none of those. Oh God, kick kick rocks. All right, maybe no not, way, maybe none of them. Maybe they're not top to bottom better. No, but they're, they're the not. second best conference in college football. Okay, yes. Okay, I'm, I can at least. Mm, it's really not that close. No, I don't know about that. What's who's better? Big Twelve, maybe. Oklahoma's better than anything aside from Ohio State. Baylor, let's not. I'm, don't don't make me don't make me have this debate. Baylor's not good. Bro. I'm literally. I already told you that they aren't good. That's why I said don't make me have this debate. I told you <laughs> Baylor's not good. Right. Don't so, make me do this. So I, what does the Big Twelve have? Okay. So then maybe the Big Ten because the damn strength the ACC and it ain't the damn Pac twelve. No, the Pac twelve is abysmal. They're they're better than the ACC, but still they're they're terrible. Um, <laughs> no, but Clemson is. Uh, listen, do you want to go on record right now and pick it, or are we good? We, we're going to wait on that. Let it marinate. Yeah, let it marinate. I need a little bit. We'll have a show next week. Well, I hope so. Yeah, we haven't missed a week. No, 40 straight. 40 straight. All right, well, Brad. You want to wrap this thing up, brother? Might as well. He's been wanting to wrap it up for about last hour. Yeah. (laughs) Got to go to Savannah in the morning. Oh, Kick Rocks means you get paid to drive, dude. I feel no sympathy for you. We get to drive a Tahoe tomorrow. None. Not the point. (laughs) No no sympathy. This guy is over here, damn, not drinking beer all night. And complaining about having to drive to get paid to drive tomorrow. Yes, no, Kick not. rocks, bro. It is what it is. All right, that's gonna be it for Night Sitters. This has been Bradford Douglas along with Joey Edge and Chris Martinez with special guest Ryan Bell. And we are front porch sitting. See you next time, sitters. Fuck with Hollywood code, I'm with Marla G, bro. Flying Holly Grove chicks to my Hollywood shows. And I wanna tell you something that you probably should know. This that slum dog, millionaire Bollywood flow. And uh, my real friends never hear it from me. Fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me. That's why I pick and choose. I don't get shit confused. I got a small circle, I'm not with different crews. We walk the same path, but got on different shoes. Live in the same building, but we got different views. I got a couple cars I never get to use. Don't like my women single, I like my chicks in twos. And these days, all the girls is down the road. I hit the strip club and all them bitches find a pole. Plus, I've been sipping, so this shit is moving kinda slow. Just tell my girl to tell a friend that it's time to go. Now tell me how you love it You know you at the top and on the heavens right above it We own It's young money, motherfucker If you ain't running with it, run from it, motherfucker Alright Now somebody show some money in this bitch And I got my bees with me like some honey in this bitch You dig? I got my gun in my boot purse And I don't bust back because I shoot Meet me on the fresh train Yes, I'm in the building You just on the list of guest names And all of my riders do not give a fuck X games Guns turn you boys into pussies Sex change And I smoke till I got
chest pains And you niggas know I rep my gang like Jesse James Women are possessive and they wanna possess Wayne I have been fly so long I fell asleep on the fucking plane Skinny pants and some vans Call me Triple A, get my advance in advance Amen, as the world spinning dance in my hands Life is a beach, I'm just playing in the sand uh, Wake up and smell a pussy You niggas can't see me, but never overlook me I'm on the paper trail, it ain't no telling where it took me Yeah, and I ain't a killer, but don't push me Now tell me how you love it You know you're at the top and on the heavens right above it We own It's young money, motherfucker If you ain't running with it, run from it, motherfucker Alright, got somebody, shit, some money in this bitch And I got my bees with me like some honey in this bitch Shit, dick I got my gun in my boot purse And I don't bust back because I shoot first Never said beautiful black woman. I bet that bitch look better red. Limping off tour cause I made more off my second leg. Motherfucking Birdman Junior, 11th grade. Ball on automatic start. I can hand it to Drake or do a quarterback draw. Wildcat offense, check the paw prints. We in the building, you niggas in apartments. Uh, not, not come on, be my blood donor. Flow so nice, you ain't gotta put a rug on her. Do it big and let the small fall under that Damn, where you stumble at? From where they make gumbo at? Hang got the fucking beat jumping like a jumping jack And you know me, I get on this bitch and have a heart attack Hip-hop, I'm the heart of that Nigga, nothing short of that President Carter, Young Money Democrat Um, now tell me how you love it You know you at the top and on the heavens right above it We own up, it's Young Money, motherfucker If you ain't running with it, run from it Person, I don't bust back because I shoot first.